Both of us had those uh, moments where we thought, you know, is this really what God wants us to do? Um, are we making the right decision? Are we making the right decision for our family? Um, but my wife, bless her heart, when, when the pastor asked for her to come out of the nursery, when I said, I'm going to be a missionary, she came out of the nursery, came up to the platform, and uh, he said, now tell her the same thing you told us. I said, I believe God's called us to missions. And my wife's answer was, fine. Really? And I thought, wow, what does that mean? He said, because God's already been working on her heart for four months prior to that about being a missionary. Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is missionary Larry Reitzel. Uh, Brother Reitzel is joining us for our missions conference, and we're happy to have him presenting his work to us going to Spain. And uh, we just had a conversation the other day, Brother Reitzel, over lunch, and we're just discussing uh, just some of the challenges you know you personally had, um, you know, in your journey from being being saved. Uh, being discipled, you know, sanctification, that process, and then eventually call, you know, surrendering to a call to preach, call to mission field. And that's kind of what I want to do today. I just want to give you an opportunity to tell your story because I found sure. it to be inspirational. I thought it could be a help to maybe some Christian young person who's considering missions. Maybe yeah. it's some layman in a church somewhere who's considering missions and yeah. um, they, they're established in a job. They've got a wife. They've got children. They've got right. everything that, you know, the American dream. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And all of those things can be obstacles to fulfilling a calling that God has given you in your sure. life. One of the fun things that I learned about you yesterday was that you grew up in Elgin, Illinois. You That's hail right. from Arkansas. Hail from Arkansas. And you're part of Bible Baptist Church there yes, in um, in what town is it, Arkansas? Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Arkansas. Brother Mike Files That's is your right. pastor. Yes, That's sir. Right. And so, but you grew up in Elgin was the funny thing. Yeah, northern kid, uh, you know, uh, 1974, born in Sherman Hospital in Elgin, Illinois. And uh, it was just the craziest circumstances. Uh, I had um, grandparents or older family members that lived down in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And when we moved, when we lived here in Elgin, we, it was like nomads. We moved all over the place and just kind of a poor family life. And um, my mom was like, okay, I'm done. I'm tired of this. We're just going to move to Arkansas. It was a stable place. It was a one house, and we, we weren't going to move again. Um, but for a city kid, oh, my goodness, it was, it was <laughs> overwhelming. Uh, a bunch of cows and corn and fields and gravel roads. It was uh, definitely a culture shock. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So you're in Arkansas with your family. Mm -hmm. uh, you're raised in a Catholic household, I think you said it was? No, no. no. A non-religious household. Yeah, just completely nothing. There was... It, it, and in fact, it was probably a little more to the don't go to church because they're a bunch of hypocrite kind of. Oh, okay. It was a little bitterness. Yeah, there. there was there was some situation that happened in my mom's life that she really she pushed don't even mess with that type of those people. So how was it then that you ended up in church or you heard the gospel first and yeah. got saved, then ended up in church? What was it that led you to God? As we as we began, um, when we first moved to Arkansas, there was a lady who used to pick us up, and and so I would be considered a bus kid. But they didn't have buses way out there in the country. They had mm -hmm. just a, a lady that lived about I don't know two or three miles away, and she just knew we moved into the neighborhood. Started picking up me and my sisters and taking us to church, uh, Friendship Baptist Church out there, and and uh, honestly, I was 
the typical bus kid where if there was something going on that I liked, I would go. <laughs> um, if they were going to feed me, I would go. Sure. Um, you know, all those things, all those carnal things, mm-hmm. that's why I would go to church. And it really meant nothing. It, it meant nothing going to church. I mean, they, they asked me to do all kinds of things. I like to sing. They asked me to do all these things. I loved the attention, mm-hmm. but honestly, I wasn't getting anything spiritual from going to church. Um, as I grew up, um, I actually got baptized at that church. Unfortunately, no one told me how to get saved. They just told oh, me how right. to get baptized. Yeah. So I got wet. Um, but from there, live life. We moved into the city. Um, I started going to, or I finished high school. I graduated, went to Central Arkansas to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I met my wife. Okay. And I met my wife there at, at uh, University of Central Arkansas. We get married. We have two children. Um, we're just kind of living our lives. And uh, it came to the point where our oldest son, who's now 25, needed a place to go to school. And so we were looking at schools, looking at different things. And, and my wife was just kind of lamenting at her work. She was working for Children's Hospital at the time. And there was a, a lady, one of the um, a patient's mothers uh, had a track on her, came up and said, hey, my, my church has a good preschool and gave her a gospel track. So it wasn't even a coworker. It was one of the patient's relatives. Yes. Wow, yes. that's amazing. And my wife called the school. We set up an interview, uh, went through the interview process. My son started going to school there. And from there, the teacher started inviting my wife to come to church. Mm-hmm. And it was our home church we're at now, Bible Baptist Church. And she started attending services. And I was working retail at the time. And um, because of that, I, didn't, I, I worked all the time. I, never, I was never available on a Sunday. Sure, yeah, retail's um, like that. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And, uh, and then... Lord saw fit that I get fired, uh, lost that job. And, oh, um, you know, honestly, I, I didn't know why at the time, but the next job I got, uh, it was closed on Sundays and I started attending services. And it was as we began attending services, it was a year into it. Um, the Lord really had to work out some problems some deal, deal with some issues where I thought um, what I was doing in my lifestyle, because I wasn't one of those partiers. I didn't go drinking. Mm. I didn't do none of that stuff. So I thought it was okay. Yeah. A lot of people think they're okay. Sure. Um, and, you know, Lord dealt with a lot of things in my heart, and, and I allowed the Holy Spirit to just say, okay, I, I want to work on you. And as the Holy Spirit worked on my heart and convicted me and, and helped me to understand that, that I was trusting and getting wet all those years ago, and mm-hmm. I thought, well, I've, I've done what I was supposed to do. I was in a church. I mean, they baptized me. I must have did something right. Sure. And it wasn't that. And it was a Wednesday night service when the Lord broke my heart and convicted me that— uh, I need to get saved, and I got saved that Wednesday night. What was the length of time between you were baptized as a child versus when you... 15 to 28, 13 years. Wow. So when you're dealing with children, yeah. you've got to be so careful. Absolutely. And so you're a testament of that for sure. Absolutely. So your, your wife and kids are, your kids are part of a Christian school. You're, yep. you're, you and your wife then get involved in church, eventually yes. get saved after attending there for a few years, sorting yes. those kinds of things out. And then tell me a little bit about, you know, after that, you, you got involved in that church ministry. Became, oh, man, got plugged in. Yeah. Plugged in. But for me, there was such a hole in my life. Everything that I did when I would work, anything that I did, I did the absolute best because I was trying to fill something, trying to fill a void. And no, no matter how many accolades, no matter how many attaboys, no matter how many bonus checks I received, mm-hmm. it didn't matter. It wasn't until I got saved. When I got saved, I thought, man, this is it. This, this is what I've been missing in my life. Sure. And so whenever someone would ask me and say, hey, can you? I was like, yes, 
can you drive a bus? Yes, I don't have a CDL. We'll get you one. Sounds great. And so I did the bus ministry for 12 to 15 years. Yes, sir. Hey, can you uh, come and help in the nursing home? Yes, I can help in the nursing home. Um, and, and eventually I took over the, the nursing home service and I did that mm -hmm. for about 10 or 12 years. And so anything they asked me, the, the pastor was like, I want to start a, a teen church. We're going to move the bus teenagers and we're just going to take them to a teen church area and we're going to train them how to do church. I want you to help with that. Yes, sir, I can do that. You know, and so anything that he asked or anybody asked, I was willing. Um, and, and it got to a point where um, the Lord called me to preach. It might have been two or three months after I got saved. And so I started really? attending Bible college. Okay. And uh, so I'm going to go to Bible college. I'm working a full-time job. I got all my kiddos. Um, we've got what, two, th three children when I started Bible college. And then two more came along. And so now five kids. Mm -hmm. I'm working a full-time job. I'm going to Bible college. And I'm just trying to do what the Lord asked me to do. Um, and there was a time where I became disenchanted, I guess. There was a time where I thought, maybe I'm doing too much. I need to, I need to step back. I need, I'm not doing enough for my family. I don't, and the devil really was starting to put, we, we heard today, the devil was starting to put a little bit of a wedge in my life. Mm -hmm. And he started saying, you know, you're doing too much. You know, the Lord doesn't need you for everything, does he? And, uh, and, and I, so I took a step back. I took a step back from Bible college. I took a step back from serving in the, in the many different things that I did. And that was the worst year I've ever had in my Christian life. Really? When I took a step back from God. Mm -hmm. And when I stepped back and, and understood what I was doing was I was in God's will. When I understood to just get right back into God's will, man, the Lord started to open doors. And then and, and in 2010 is when he called me to, to missions during, during a missions conference. That was... That was an interesting time because as, as I watched videos, we've seen lots of different missionaries come through our church. Mm -hmm. And as I watch every video, my heart is just ripped out thinking, man, they just need somebody. They need somebody there. And the next person would come through, man, they need somebody there. And yeah. each and every time, the, the Lord's just ripping at my heart. And finally, um, I understood that he wanted me. And uh, as, I, as I accepted the call, I went up, I told my pastor, I said, you know, I believe God's called me to missions. And he said, praise the Lord, let's tell everybody. And I told the entire church, and he said, now where's your wife? I said, she's in the nursery. We haven't discussed this. Yeah. We haven't had a conversation. There wasn't like God wasn't working on my heart for weeks and weeks and weeks. It was right then, let's go. And I was a let's go guy. So Well, it's a perfect illustration of what you were saying before. Somebody asked you to do something immediately, yes. Just go. Yes. And that's the right attitude to yes. have. Yes. Um, so talk to me about the, you know, the domestic side of things here. It was obviously you were called to missions, but you didn't really have a field at first. And you right. were trying to sort some of those logistical things about family and yes. about where, we, where would God have us to go. Absolutely. What, what led you to a mission field of Spain? We had a missionary come through at our church during one of our camp meetings, and uh, he was a uh, uh, national pastor that had come from Spain. And we had a lot, during our camp meetings, we'd have 20, 30 missionary families there at the church. And I just happened to just kind of gravitate. I'd say that like that. Um, as I had a conversation with him, he asked me, he said, are you, are you Hispanic, Spanish? I said, well, yeah, in, in my in my." Uh, line, my biological father is a Spaniard. Okay. And he said, man, you would just do tremendous in Spain. They, just, they would just take to you. And I knew that was a seed God was planting in my heart. Mm -hmm. he, we, I had already had the call to missions and, and we had that discussion. Um, but as I 
prayed about it and, and did what every Christian should do. I went to the Bible and uh, just started looking and, and searching for what, God, are you, is that where I'm supposed to go? I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to make a rash decision. I don't want to say, okay, that guy said I'm going to do good in Spain. I might as well go. That didn't, I didn't, sure. that didn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. And so as I prayed about it and read, um, I saw in uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 28, where Paul is taking a journey into Spain. And I thought, wow, I'd never seen that before. I, 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 as many times as I read that passage, I didn't see that Paul was headed to Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from there, I thought, man, that, that has to be it. But uh, one, of the, my characters, one of my favorite Bible characters in the Bible is, is Gideon. And, uh, you know, he's just a normal guy. Mm-hmm. And God called him to do something abnormal, something like a little extra. And uh, he, he asked God one more, show me one more time, God. So I, I said, okay, God, will you please just make sure this is where I'm supposed to go. And um, I was driving the bus route, uh, taking kids home after a Sunday. And me and the bus captain were both uh, seniors in college. And so we're discussing kind of where God wants us and what direction he wants us to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, the train's going by. The very last car from top to bottom, left to right, is spray-painted the word Spain. <laughs> and I thought, I looked at him. I was like, did you just see that? And he said, yeah, I, I just saw that, and I think you might have your answer. So, you know, sometimes God, God will, will, will answer your, please put it on the bottom shelf, God. Yeah. Uh, question. And so that was amazing. How Painfully God obvious. I'm telling you, I'm t- sometimes um, we're knuckleheads in our, in our Christianity and uh, we're, just, we're just not getting it. And uh, I'm glad God is, is a, uh, a long-suffering God and uh, yeah. just continues to put it in front of us and says, this is where I want you to go. And so as I said, yes, Spain is it, then the doors started flying open. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up um, giving my notice at work, um, I ended up uh, being an intern at our church for a year, and then from there, uh, deputation, and deputation has been tremendous. So we've established, you know, how Spain became on your radar, and that's where you, you feel the Lord has led you. Can you talk about the domestic side of things? Uh, here you are, your wife has got a job, um, you have a job, and you could talk a little bit about the success sure. you've had at your job. What kind of discussions happened at the dinner table or, you know, or otherwise, you know, no, sure. What are we about to do? Are we sure about this? I mean, because these are real conversations that every couple needs to have for these kinds of decisions. It it was one of those things where as you sit and you discuss the, you know, Lord says, this is what we're going to do. Now, we all had both of us had those uh, moments where we thought, you know, is this really what God wants us to do? Mm-hmm. Um, are we making the right decision? Are we making the right decision for our family? Um, but my wife, bless her heart, when, when the pastor asked for her to come out of the nursery, when I said, I'm going to be a missionary, she came out of the nursery, came up to the platform, and uh, he said, now tell her the same thing you told us. I said, I believe God's called us to missions. And my wife's answer was, finally. Really? And I thought, wow, what does that mean? He said, because God's already been working on her heart for four months prior to that about being a missionary wife. Mm. Um, just an amazing how God orchestrated all of that. And so we start discussing and, and talking about the logistics and what's this going to mean? What's that going to mean? When do we sell the house? When do we get rid of the car? When do we start selling the furniture? You know what? Mm-hmm. And, and it seemed like it was so far away um, because this was 2010. We're starting to discuss these things. Mm-hmm. 
and the Lord just has his timing. And, you know, I'm sure I drug my feet quite a bit um, in, in many situations. And, sure. and God had to kind of just, you know, all right, now this is the right direction. Let's keep going. Um, but as things started really opening up, it was amazing to, to watch uh, the grace he gave both of us especially my wife. Um, we had gotten to a point where she was, at, she was working at our Christian school um, teaching three-year-olds. And so she stepped away from there, uh, started homeschooling our kids. Um, it was just amazing how God worked out those details. And then the job that I had, oh my goodness, the Lord put me in a, in a position to, to make a tremendous amount of money. I mean, it just honestly, that's what, he just put me in a position to be very successful. Um, and, you know, the, as I, and this was the job I got when I left um, that retail job. And um, that allows you to go to church on Sundays. Yes. And then to be saved. Clo the, the job was, yeah. job was closed, or the, the job, um, they were closed on Sundays. And so I'm able to start going to church. I'm able to start, I was start able to start leaving early on Wednesdays. They were okay with me leaving early on Wednesday mm -hmm. so I could go to church. And it was just down the street from my church. Just amazing how God orchestrated all these things to make sure that I was exactly where he wanted me to be. Um, I could have gone to any church, but I went to Bible Baptist Church. And that's where I learned you know, about salvation and about uh, missions and all the different things like that. But, man, the, the, the opportunities that he provided for me when I worked that job, um, I got to a point in that job where I was a store manager. I was managing the complete store and had opportunities even to promote from there, but stayed kind of where I was at and almost, I was almost at six figures with this job. And, and as I gave them my notice and let them know, you know, I'm, I'm, at the, I'm at the end of my Bible college. I'm at the end of where I told you I wanted to be, and, and now it's time for me to go. There was a lot of confused looks on their face. They thought you were just blowing smoke the yes. whole time. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of confusion. There was, are you sure? I mean, do you, you realize how much you made last year? I said, yeah, I see my paychecks, but it's got nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with what God has called me to do, and that's to be a missionary, and that's where I'm going. That's where mm -hmm. I'm headed. And, and, I, and I love the fact that even though my managers, my regional manager, my, my, my district manager, they really didn't have a, it, it didn't grasp in their, in their realm mm -hmm. um, at the time, at the time. But my owner, um, the man that, that owned the franchise that I worked for, he was the first one to invest in the ministry for us. Really? Very first one. Uh, wrote me a check and said, you know, I want to be the first one to, to be on board with what you're doing. That spoke volumes to me. Mm -hmm. That really did. And that just, again, reiterated again how God was just taking care of us. Well, obviously, you're going then from there to, you know, that internship you did yep. for a year and then deputation. And yes. now uh, here we are. You're getting ready to wrap up some deputation. I think you said you've got your final yes. meetings booked and you're not really booking anything else. That's right. Talk That's to, right. Tell us a little bit about deputation, uh, maybe something you learned, so maybe an experience you had, how God provided for you guys along the way. Sure, sure. One of the things that I was pretty good at when it came to in the business realm was I'm a good goal. I'm a goal oriented person. And so I can set a goal and I'm fighting for that goal. Well, I had the same thought process when I started deputation. I'm going to set the goals, and at this, at the three-month mark, I'm going to be at this percentage, and at the six-month mark, I'm going to be at this percentage, and at the nine-month mark, and so that was the goals I set. Well, God has a different 
way of doing things. Mm -hmm. And so as I wasn't hitting my goals, I, I started looking at myself thinking, what am I doing wrong? Maybe I'm a terrible preacher. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe my kids yeah. are just unruly and all over the place. Yeah. Uh, maybe my wife keeps talking to somebody that I don't know. I don't know. What am I doing wrong, Lord? And God finally, he just kind of, it was, it was like he sat me down like we're sit, yeah. sitting down right now. And uh, he said, you know, it's not about you, right? That's right. I know that, Lord. I know that. Mm -hmm. Well, then stop making it about you. When you go to a church, it needs to be about me. When you're in a church, look how you can be a blessing to my people. Every one of those churches is, is my people. And when you get in that church, you look and see how you can be a blessing. Don't look for them to bless you. You try to be a blessing to them. And now each and every church, from that point on, each and every church we went to, my wife tries to do something for the pastor's wife. My kids are always looking to see who they can talk to in the teen classes. I just want to be available to that church. And if that church takes us on for support or not, honestly, that didn't, didn't matter at that point. It was, Lord lined up the meeting. I'm there. I'm going to present what I'm going to be doing to the, to, for the people in Spain. And if they decide to support us, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. If not, and they got a blessing out of us being there, and praise the Lord, we did exactly what God asked us to do. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much, Brother Reitzel, for being with us and joining us for this episode. And if you want to check out our other episodes, uh, check out our YouTube channel. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And also check out the audio-only platforms where you can listen to the other podcasts as well.